Mornings. It's Friday, July 14th, 2023. Coming up on the program today, which Utah just threatened to blow up the White House. Plus, a doctor who live-streamed their surgery whoopsies. An AI supercomputer is one of my multiple personalities. And gay furry hackers to the rescue. All coming up today. Distorted View Daily proudly presents... Great moments in beauty pageants. Well, singing, and I am telling you, I'm not going. It's Miss Lake Dardanelle, Naomi Shore. I'm going to touch the feces and masturbate with it. A lot of uh, hot liquid poo just went out all at once. Hot dog and jumbo will not be seen this morning so that we may bring you the following. Yes, Tim Hansen back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday show. Have a great one for you today. Just got back from my cardiologist appointment because I am an old man. I know most of you who live in America know this, but it bears repeating. Our healthcare system is fucked. So just to recap here, back in 2014, my heart nearly exploded, burst out of my chest and just took off down the street. It was supercharged to keep my heart under control. Now, I take this uh, pill called metoprolol. Now, this is something that I'm going to just have to take the rest of my life. Thankfully, it's one of those medicines that are very inexpensive and they have like low side effects. As far as medicines go, it's pretty safe. All right. I've been on this thing for now. I don't know. Almost 10 years. I go to the pharmacy to pick up my prescription a few weeks ago and I was told, oh, you don't have any more refills. We can't give you any more. And we contacted your doctor to see if we could get a new prescription and they denied it. So um, sorry, I guess you're going to die. That was pretty much the long and short of it. I was like, what? So I called my doctor and they said, oh, yeah, we're not going to give you any more of these pills until you come in for uh, a checkup because it's been over a year. And I was like, I was just at the doctor a few weeks ago. And they're like, well, that's a different doctor. 
we're your cardiologist. And I'm like, well, it wasn't like I went to the orthopedics or something. I went to my general practitioner a few uh, weeks ago. She checked me out. She did that thing where she put that little stethoscope up to my heart. I was fine. Give me my fucking pills, assholes. And it's just so weird that they can, like, hold your medication hostage. And this isn't like narcotics. It's, it's not like, you know, bottled heroin or something. And I'm like, ah, I need my fix. Come on, bitch. All this does is regulate my heartbeats or something. I don't get high on the stuff, right? It's not a particularly sexy drug. Not like Xanax or Clonopin or something. Something good. It's super strange. Like, what if I couldn't go to the doctor for whatever re- reason? I couldn't pay the copay. I didn't have insurance anymore. I'm going to be traveling for the next few months or, or whatever. What, I just don't get the pills anymore and I die? Like, what, what a weird thing to hold over you. Nope, no more pills until we get to see you. Now, I remember uh, many years ago, two, three years ago during the pandemic, Remember when everyone was just, like, afraid to be around one another face-to-face? It wasn't a problem back then to get my prescription. I did some sort of, like, telehealth fucking Zoom call, and she was like, well, you don't look like you're dying. Put the microphone up to your mouth and breathe. (sighs) All right, sounds good to me. Here's a new prescription. Now, oh my God, it's, it's super imperative that she sees me in person and takes an EKG or whatever. And it's not like I was against going to the doctor. It was just like I had shit going on. You know, I went up to Ashtabula not too long ago. You know, I'm living my life. So I'm just like, well, can, can you just give me three or four months worth of pills? And, it, you know, sometime soon I will make an appointment. And they said, no, they said, look, we'll give you some pills when your appointment is on the schedule. So you know, I had to pick a time. And then they were like, all right, we'll release a few pills. You may continue to exist. But don't betray our trust. You try to weasel out of this appointment, we will hunt you down. We'll be looking at our schedule every day, making sure there's no cancellations. We have trained assassins on our payroll. Anyway, I went to the appointment, and it's always the same thing. I bring up a concern like, oh, um, a month ago, I uh, felt super dizzy, and I was weak, and my whole body was hot, but I didn't have a fever. And she was like, eh, that's nothing. Like, but I have a heart condition. My heart does weird things. Maybe it's not pumping enough blood. Maybe I'm, you know, just going to keel over. And she's like, nah, if it was a heart thing, it would be happening more often. It wouldn't be just a one-time thing. You're cool. And then, you know, my doctor mentioned this procedure called ablation a long time ago. And that's where they go in with uh, like these cables, like a, like a car starter, and they zap your heart. They, they zap a very specific portion in your heart and they, they char it so it scars over. And so then your brain, when your brain sends the signal to make your heart go all crazy, uh, that area of your heart is blocked off or something. So it doesn't receive the signal. I'm sure I'm explaining that accurately. Anyway, uh, as weird as it sounds, it's a very simple procedure. So I keep asking about it like, "Mm, I would like to not have any more heart issues. How about we do that ablation thing? And uh, the doctor always says the same thing. She's like, well, you know, you don't really have any symptoms right now. And you're still very young and your condition's not that bad. If it gets worse in the future, that's when, you know, we'd explore that. And I just wanted to turn to her and say, oh, so now whatever the hell's going on with me is not a big issue. Then why the fuck was it so important I see you? Why was this the most goddamn pressing matter in your stupid life that you're holding my medication hostage? Oh, it was infuriating. But, you know, ultimately, I guess I'm doing okay. I'll be sticking around for a little bit longer with you guys. 
You've got the all clear if you've been waiting to sign up for a a Lifetime Sideshow membership. If you were waffling, thinking, "Mm, I don't know if it's going to be worth it. I don't want to sign up and then a year later he dies. Look, there are no guarantees in life, but I appear to be doing okay. I can provide my medical paperwork if you need proof. Please sign up for the Sideshow. I was a little embarrassed because I was running late uh, for my appointment. I thought the appointment was like at 345 but it was at 330 and then like in my area in Cincinnati there's a bunch of road work so I was flying and I parked down in the parking garage and I had to run up a couple flights of stairs and you know you guys have seen me seeing me run upstairs that's well that's the very definition of comedy anyway I didn't even get to cool off in the waiting room this is one of the rare times where they immediately took me back how often does that happen only when you're dripping in sweat, right? And uh, so the first woman I saw, I don't know, she's a nursing assistant or uh, whatever nurse. She went to get my blood pressure and she was like, ooh, you clammy. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I was running late. And she was like, uh-oh. And I said, what? Is there a problem with my blood pressure? And she said, no, but we have to do an EKG and we got to stick all those uh, pads on your chest. And sure enough, they would not adhere because I was soaking wet. And she kept going, ooh. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sweaty. She's like, no, you clammy. And I'm like, well, it's sweat. It's it's sweaty. She's like, I know. At least you don't stink, though. Which was kind of nice. It was a nice compliment. I had just showered. I was damp, but I smelt like the rainforest. All right, listen, I have got some audio to share with you today. Enough of my own personal bullshit. You freaks uh, really seem to like Stephen Dawson, that new utard we played not too long ago. He's that British dude who is cyber-stalking a couple of cam whores. They got a restraining order on him. Now does it ring a bell? Yesterday, I played audio of Stephen begging for forgiveness to Preeti, the object of his affection. Uh, Today, Gauntlet posted a video in our Discord. If you're curious as to what Stephen's dick and ass looks like, Wander on over to the Discord, and you can uh, check this out for yourself. Uh, here he is once again, pleading for love. Legends yourself. You're both in the sex industry. Well, adult industry anyway. Could you both take your clothes off? Including you, Priya. You both take your clothes off, and you do this as well. You do- now he's taking his clothes off. Did you say Priya, eh? I bet this fucking turns you on, doesn't it, Priya? I bet this fucking turns you on, eh? Does this turn you on way, Priya? So he has his hand down his pants, just, I guess, playing with his balls, and then he lifts up his shirt. Does this? I bet this turns you on, eh, Priya? Aye, and I bet... Uh-oh. And I bet... Here comes the ass. This turns you on, eh, Priya? Does this turn you on as well, Priya? I bet this turns you on, eh, Priya? Aye. Does this turn you on as well, Priya? Look, does that turn you on as well? And then out comes the dick. It fucking does, eh, Priya? Dick lit. Eh? I bet that fucking turns you on, eh, Priya? Anyway. Has he turned his attention to Priya because Preeti filed the restraining order against him? So he's like, all right, well, the sister's not as attractive, but I still have a shot with her. Anyway, Priya. It's my birthday next Friday. I'll be 45 years older than you and Pretty. They don't care. They only tolerated you for as long as they did because you kept spending money on them. Your sister Pretty is in Mayfair magazine. She's completely fucking naked. 
showing everything as she usually does as well. Because he goes, you both got matching camel toes, as in pussies. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. So now he's grabbing his dick as he's talking about their camel toes. He kind of sounds like um, Austin Powers when he talks. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby. He has slightly better teeth, though. Yeah, baby. Ding fucking dong. Way. (laughs) There's the ding fucking dong. I'm learning that that is like his catchphrase. I've seen a bunch of Steven Dawson videos, and he does utter ding dong quite a lot. Yeah, baby. Ding-fucking-dong! Way! <laughs> well, there you go. A little Stephen Dawson update for you. The bad news is he's still obsessed with Preeti. The good news is he hasn't murdered anyone yet. Well, it's been a huge week for new characters here on DV. First, Stephen Dawson. And now today, I'd like to introduce you all to... Drumroll, please. Serpent Oracle! Thank you. Oh. All right. That was a cum fart. Serpent Oracle refers to himself as transgender Jesus, a mystic, spirit channeler, and beautiful-minded blasphemer. He also suffers from DID. In layman's terms, that means he has multiple personalities. Was this diagnosed? No. He's just another attention-seeking moron cosplaying mental illness on TikTok. Oh, he's got so many great videos on his channel, but let's start with Serpent responding to a question someone asked. How did his multiple identity condition begin? My psyche fractured in January of 2020. When it first happened, it split into two, okay? Jesus and Lucifer. So fucking epic. Light and dark, good and evil. You can't get any more cut and dry than that. I couldn't be Jesus and Lucifer all the time, so my brain solved another problem. The first big change I made was going from Josh to PJ. I have no idea what that means. PJ originally meant two things, previously Josh and Persephone Jen. To put it simply, Persephone Jen is a combination of Josh's wishes and the subconscious supercomputer that helped to make her. Yeah, simple. Do you follow? In this next video, one of his new alters comes out to play, Dark Persephone. I shaved half of my face. Check it out. Uh, This is Dark Persephone. Hi. Okay, so this crybaby couldn't handle stuff in therapy today, so this one is taking over. Okay, he's pointing to half of his face here. Oh, that's why he shaved half of it. You need to find a new therapist. It's a good run, Josh. It was a good run with the beard. Good try. Good try. Hey, leave me alone. Oh, hell not, dude. I ain't leaving you alone. Better frickin' leave me alone and get out of my brain. I'm in your brain forever. There's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) Again, that's not how multiple personalities work. They don't switch. You can't have a conversation with multiple personalities at once. What else you got for us, dude? Lay it on me. I'm a hell-sent serpentine. Join the club. A devil worshiper. An evil seed from the devil. Uh Uh-huh, good, good. What else you got? I'm Jesus the devil, uh, the ultimate uh, deceiver. Uh, But that doesn't mean that I'm a liar. Yeah, I'm starting to think this guy might actually suffer from mental illness. It's just not the mental illnesses he says he has. Uh, They're screaming in my head. I rest my case. Uh, There's pain uh, behind my eye, uh, but it's not a physical pain. 
Now, one of these identities that we have, Persephone, dark Persephone, uh, thinks all the time of ways in her head to hurt people as a martial artist. Oh, dark Persephone knows jujitsu. That's a new angle to her personality. <laughs> all right. I don't know how much of this you want to hear. I mean, it's all just insanity, right? This is pure shadow, pure darkness, pure black flame energy. Pure moods. The perfect soundtrack for your way of life. Uh, pure chaos energy. No other collection gives you the feeling of pure moods. I am experiencing things in my mind uh, that are screaming uh, and pain, and it's all localized behind the left eye. Imagine a world where time drifts slowly. A world where music carries you away. Pure moods. I am in a state of permanently gazing into the Luciferian abyss. To order pure moods, call the number on your screen. I'm sorry. Sometimes I get carried away with my 90s bullshit. Anyway, that was Serpent Oracle. That's uh, that's enough of him. Let's move on. Speaking of pure moods, I've got a clip here of a submissive slave who was forced to use one of those devices that uh, pulls your mouth wide open and then insert uh, multiple very long, very large dildos. Apparently, this has been a very bad slave. According to the description, Master commands which dildo to push deep as Fag gasps for air and it masked and bound beyond recognition. A slave's nightmare. Extreme is never enough. Wanna gag me? Skype me. Oh, and then he, <laughs> he gives his Skype name. I try to hit him up later. All right. Let's hear what this sounds like. Well, the dildo is going in, and it seems like he's already struggling. Uh. Also hearing some keyboard clattering. What if this submissive slave just works from home and he's processing insurance claims while taking rubber dildos down his throat? He doesn't sound like he's doing very well. Looks like he was able to keep those dildos down his throat for about a minute. Until finally... Yeah, he just had to take those things out. He's gasping for air here. He does this repeatedly, where he'll just jam the dildos in his mouth, leave them there for about a minute until he can't take it. Out it comes again. He's, um... He's got hooks that are going into his nose, like metal hooks that are attached to a strap. So the hooks are in his nose. The strap goes all the way back, up around his head, down back to his neck. And then I, I guess it's attached to some sort of choker. Take a look at the chapter artwork. You can see what we're dealing with here. 
I'll take a, a screenshot where there are no dildos in his mouth. The last time he uh, he does this, he takes that device that is stretching his mouth open. Uh, he takes that out, and then he just jams the dildo down his throat and tries to push him as far as they can go with his hands. You can hear him struggle a little. You mostly hear saliva and slurping sounds. Uh, for as far as he's jamming those dildos down his throat, I'm actually impressed. He's not even really gagging that much. And for that, your Distorted Views Gold Star Gay of the Day. Ta-da! couple other real short clips before we get into the news. You may remember the name Ryan Foley. We featured him a few times. He's that guy who's like a TikTok preacher. He's very much against uh, gay stuff, porn, sex before marriage, all that crap, right? Although he has admitted to watching trans porn. He's been known to uh, install Grinder onto his mobile phone. He's hooked up with trans people. So, you know, he's, he's battling his own demons. Anyway, Ryan Foley is back with some more controversial views. Women are not supposed to be speaking in churches, and women are not supposed to be taking authority roles. Ladies, he's single. Thankfully, he's not interested in you. He's busy on Grinder, looking to book some bussy. So guys, he's single. I think I can fix him. Have the men gone? Is there not a single man to preach or lead now? You walk into most mainstream churches and there's a woman leading the entire service. This is blasphemy of the gospel. It says here in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11. Oh, there ain't no way in hell I'm going to listen to scripture coming from you. The only way that's going to happen is if you've got a fat, uncut ladyboy cocked down your gullet while you read from the Bible. Women are to be quiet in the church, dress modestly, and to be silent, never taking a place of authority. And unfortunately, the normality is women leading church services and whatnot, but this is not biblically true. Okay, all right. Take some more cum loads in your ass. A real man of God over here. All right, finally, before we get into the news today, I've got a Daniel Larson update. Daniel is a relatively new Utard here on TV. Most notably, uh, you may remember Daniel as the guy who uh, keeps getting kicked out of public places because he'll, like, camp out in restrooms for hours. No, you won't. Yo, get the fuck up off the toilet. No, you fucking won't, bitch. No, you fucking won't. You aren't going to do shit. You may remember when Daniel locked himself in a stall and security <laughs> had to stick their hands over the door to unlock it just so they get in. No, fuck out. Get the fuck out. Don't yell at me. I said don't yell at me. I didn't do anything. Daniel in Las Vegas just a few months ago. Now he's living in New York City. These people with no jobs, no income, no transportation, they're seeing more of America than I ever have. They're like on a constant vacation. He was in Las Vegas. Uh, I think California. He hit Texas. Now you know he's been in New York for a month or so. I guess he's planting roots. He's really making it his home, even though he is, in fact, homeless. He's done one of the most irresponsible things I can think of, and that is he um, went to an animal shelter and lied about his employment status. 
And uh, also he lied about the fact that, uh, you know, he doesn't have a place to live and he adopted a dog. Thankfully, viewers of his live stream contacted the shelter and said this kid lied about everything. And, And the shelter actually tracked Daniel down and took the dog back. Close call for that pooch. Daniel promptly freaked the fuck out. Uh, It resulted in him saying things like, I just called Bob, who is like this guy who helps him out, and he is demanding justice. He also wrote, I'm innocent. I just called 911 and said I have a bomb in hopes of getting my family to safety and get security and get safe. Yeah, that'll work. That's That's the best way to go about that. Calling a bomb threat. Uh, He then wrote, I will get this heard in the Supreme Court. Let's listen to Daniel in his own words. Until you guys stop harassing, I'm ending my goddamn career. My mentor, Bob, my entire family is now being targeted to because of you guys, you little pieces of shit. Okay, so I'm done. I'm ending my career. Fuck the record label. Fuck my entertainment manager. Yeah, Daniel's under the impression he has a manager and a record label and he's a big musical star. He's none of those things. Also, he doesn't even really have fans. All of his fans, I mean, in his own words, are assholes to him. Officers, I'm going to go drop a bomb. Oh, well. Okay, I ain't fucking lying about shit. Bob, I need you to go live right now. I need you to make a social media account and put it out there right fucking now that I am not lying or I will kill you as well. Yeah, threaten Bob, the one guy in this world who's kind of like on your side and he gives you money and stuff. My life is in danger right now. Stop saying your life is in danger when when you're like, I'm going to blow up this place. I'm going to I'm going to use a bomb and kill all of you. We will take this all the way to fucking Supreme Court. We are not playing around. Mm -hmm. We have contacted security companies and they've all refused to work with us. Stop saying us, plural. It's just you. Because they don't believe (laughs) what we... You live stream every day. It's just you by yourself. ...are saying about our popularity. I am done, and I will not stop until the White House is blown up. Yeah, that line might get him in trouble. He just wants to fucking blow everything up, huh? Okay. I just told Bob to block my number, and I just told him that he doesn't support me. And he's not being helpful. And so I just told him that I want nothing to do with him. And you're going to blow him up too? My number. And he said, okay. So I'm being... Now you have no allies in life. How's that working out for you? Well... I've got some audio illustrating how it's working out for him. I I don't know how to say it in a way that's not going to sound either, you know, like crazy. But it's, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not crazy. Daniel sounds a little different in this clip, right? Well, that's because he's not talking directly into the camera. He's talking to police. And it's right before he was sent to the psych ward. And like earlier today, I literally had to make videos going like, I will, t- I will do anything to where this will go to Supreme Court if it has to, and I will do something if I have to to get it to Supreme Court. I like that he's kind of being vague here. You should really tell him what you were going to do to get this to the Supreme Court. Who were you going to blow up? Remember the bomb thing, Daniel? Like he know he's not dumb. Like he's not completely mental. 
He knows not to tell the police about the bombs that he, he wants to set off. That's just going to get him in more trouble. Also, I like how he says that he has to get on live stream. All of his problems are because he's live streaming. That's how people find you. Now, I believe Daniel was the one to call the police, but the police pulled like a reverse Uno card on him. And the police were like, hey, weren't you that guy that destroyed some property recently? And he was like, ah, shit. All right, we got somebody here just wants to ask you a few questions. Hey, Daniel, I'm Officer Boyd, Mines Hi. Well, I'm contacting you today to ask you about some damage that was done to one of our walls. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I was about last week. (laughs) Let me guess, this had something to do with live streaming. So I got spotted by a troll and, you know, like a fan, but... But not. It's the opposite of a fan. On purpose, trying to cause issues. And I freaked out. I called the crisis line. They didn't believe me. Um, When I talked to them, they thought he was crazy. You should have tried the bomb threat method. Because some people are still not believing my popularity, which I'm trying to get heard right now. Like I'm saying, this is serious. Enough is enough. And I panicked and I freaked out. And I decided I was going to kick the hole. So he admits to kicking the wall. I just love that, you know, Daniel calls the police for protection. They turn around and issue him like a $500 fine for property damage and then admit him into a psych ward. Ta-da! Things are going well for Daniel this week. All right, there you go. That's your Daniel Larson update. And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. Ta-da! of the Distorted View Sideshow. What are you waiting for? Help support this stupidity. Become a true and honorable freak today. When you do, you will gain uh, access to the entire archive of programs over there at superfreaksideshow.com. More importantly, every week I do brand new exclusive shows just for paying members. Typically on Tuesday and Thursday. We do them uh, two times a week. Yesterday was a Sideshow exclusive uh, podcast. Earlier in the week on Tuesday we did one. Sign up right now so you can get those episodes and uh, hundreds, if not thousands more. You get a personalized, password-protected podcast feed that works with most podcasting apps. As long as the podcast works with password-protected or member feeds, you should be okay. There's instructions on how to uh, get everything working over there at superfreaksideshow.com. But for an even easier way to gain access, if you happen to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can now sign up right in those apps. Just a few taps, and the Sideshow exclusive episodes will appear right alongside the free episodes. Again, either in Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever you use. For more information on all the ways to sign up, uh, check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. Thank you so much. Uh, to my Sideshow members. You guys are the reason I'm able to continue this show. There is one last way to help support DV. We've got a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash Distorted View. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. You jump in line. And you guys know I'm always behind on the voicemails usually. So regular voicemails, I'm like, I'm playing calls from April, I think. So be heard and be heard first by pledging $5 over there at patreon.com. All right, three very quick stories now. First up, 
We got one from my home state here. A plastic surgeon in Ohio has been stripped of her medical license and permanently banned from practicing in the state after streaming alleged botched procedures on TikTok, of course. Do you think she botched the procedures on purpose? Because those videos would get more views. Who wants to see a medical procedure with no complications? Boring. I want to see some mangled nightmares if I'm watching cosmetic surgery procedures, you know? I want to see fake tits that don't take. They deflate or explode. That's the content I'm here for. Quote, the Ohio Medical Board voted to ban Catherine Gaw, also known as Dr. Roxy, in her plastic surgery practice. Roxy Plastic Surgery. I'm sorry. Call me old-fashioned, but I would not trust a doctor, any doctor, even a cosmetic surgeon named Roxy or Rochelle or Tiffany. They're just not doctor-like names, if you ask me. Yeah, she's not allowed to practice ever again in the state. The board said Gaw, who originally had her license suspended back in November, neglected her patients as she live-streamed parts of the procedures, spoke into the camera, and answered viewer questions when she should have been, you know, conducting the surgery. Uh, This was all while the surgeries were taking place. According to the report, Gaw was warned by the medical board she was violating ethics and medical privacy in 2018, which she ignored. I bet you she had people sign consent forms. Maybe even she cut deals. Like, you know, if you agree to go on camera during this uh, procedure, I'll, you know, knock 20% off your ass lift or liposuction or whatever. You know, sweeten the deal a little. At least three patients suffered severe complications under her care, said the board, including one woman whose intestine was perforated. As the- I want to see that video. Give me that TikTok link. I really don't understand uh, TikTok's community guidelines because I can't imagine showing perforated intestines is acceptable. I mean, that's going to get you banned or at least your video taken off, right? I said the F word one too many times in a video and it was taken down. Can't imagine showing guts, too. That perforated intestine led to a blood infection and severe complications that left her with brain damage. Jesus Christ. I didn't even know that was like a possibility. Something happens to your intestine and the next thing you know, you're a goddamn vegetable. She really screwed up that procedure. According to the New York Times, Graw was also fined $4,500 as part of the board's decision. That that doesn't seem like that much, really. A slap on the wrist. This comes amid other nationally reported horror stories about lapses. Prolapses? (laughs) In medical ethics, let's hope. I would like to see some prolapses on TikTok. Last year, a doctor in Missouri was sentenced to prison for fraud after buying up unapproved cut-rate drugs from overseas for osteoarthritis injections, billing the full price, and then pocketing the difference. Ooh, good scam. This month, a man running an illegal unlicensed dental clinic in Dearborn, Michigan, was charged with allegedly shooting a patient who threatened to report him. The guy was shot, still went to the cops, and now the dentist is in even more trouble, you know, for attempted murder. So that did not work out well for him at all. All right. uh, Second story we have for you today. It's another installment of those crazy ethnic people. Crazy ethnic people. If someone here in America was discovered to have a two-foot tail, they would immediately be labeled a freak and probably be courted by TLC for a reality show of their own. At the very least, Dr. Pimple Popper would take care of that fucking shit, right? Ooh, I smell a two-part special. 
Well, a teenage boy who has a two-foot-long tail is worshipped in India as a Hindu monkey god. Not a bad gig if you can get it. Sharish, 14, has a bizarre clump of black hair growing from the bottom of his back. So it's not even really a tail then, right? It's just hair? This is who you're worshipping as a god. A guy whose asshole hair has gotten out of control. Uh, Yes, he has a bizarre clump of black hair growing from the bottom of his back, extending outward just like a tail. Take a look at the chapter artwork and be grossed out. Uh, He has had hair uh, since he was a child down there. Over the years, the clump has grown and grown, now measuring two feet after being styled into a braid. He should dye it a fun color or uh, put some beads in it or something. Residents of Barwani, Madha Pradesh, India have compared Sharish to Sri Hanuman, a Hindu god who has a long monkey's tail. Oh, I've got a better view. There's a couple pictures of this thing. And uh, my God, it it looks like a it looks like a dreadlock is what it looks like a dreadlock coming out of his lower back. Like he's shitting out a hairy turd. Some doctors have suggested that Sharish's tail is the result of a rare, uh, rare genetic condition. Although another school of thought is that it's due to a lack of hygiene. No, uh, due to a lack of nutrients during his mother's pregnancy. According to his older brother, their father attempted to slice the tail off. It's just hair, right? It must be more than just hair if he's if he's going to slice it off. Their father attempted to slice the tail off when Sharish was just five years old. This resulted in the young boy falling ill. It was then decided that they would just leave the tail alone. Despite some of his stunned neighbors revering Sharish as God, others have mocked him. The teenager is now desperate to get rid of his tail as a result, although sadly it doesn't look like doctors will be able to help him. Again, call TLC. They love freaks of nature like you. If they can't help you cut it off, they might be able to at least find you a fiancé overseas. Maybe she'll have a cool abnormality as well. You could parlay that into your own reality show. Introducing Monkey Boy and his tit-headed bride. He's got a tail where his ass should be. She has a breast where her forehead should be. They're the topsy-turvy couple you're going to fall in love with. This fall, after brand new episodes of 90 Day Lobotomy. Finally, a reason to sign up for Discovery Plus, right? Cherie says the abnormal clump of hair impacts his life beyond simply being made fun of. He says it irritates him. And, you know, he has to constantly clean it. It gets dandruff. It's all flaky. It impacts his sleep and the clothes he can wear. It's also painful when he sits down or gets up. And he says he has trouble focusing on his studies. In the Hindu epic... Hanuman, or whatever, is almost tortured. That's the monkey uh, god, I guess. He's tortured by people trying to set his tail on fire. Have we tried that yet? He's able to grow the tail longer and longer, and when it's eventually lit, it shrinks down, allowing him to break free. Wow, what an epic yarn there. Okay, uh, final story we have for you to jump. It turns out that trans people's biggest allies could be furries. What am I talking about? Well, gay furries have hacked into agencies in the United States. What? Yeah, gay furry groups are hacking into the U.S. states uh, that are attacking gender-affirming care. Woof, right? A group of self-described anti-U.S. government gay furries have distributed hacked materials from agencies in six U.S. states in recent days, citing legislative attacks on gender-affirming care as their motive. 
The data released by the group, which calls itself Siege Sec, includes South Carolina police files, a list of licensed therapists in Texas, and contact details for court officials in Nebraska. A post to Siege Sec's Telegram channel on Tuesday night announced that, quote, in all caps, <laughs> more, M-O-A-R, more damage must be done. And our next attack on the U.S. government has arrived. Furries are a subculture united by passion for anthropomorphism. That's it? That's all you're going to say about furries? You're really glossing over a lot there. But okay, we all know what furries are. In another recent post announcing a distribution of data breach from a system used by the city government of Fort Worth in Texas, Siege Sec said its motive was to make a message towards the U.S. government, adding, Texas happens to be one of the largest states banning gender-affirming care, and for that, we have made Texas our target. The furries literally said, we're going to Texas. We're going to Texas. We're going to Texas. We're going to Texas. Here we come. Okay. We do not have time for songs today. Uh, the Post also claimed the group had carried out another security breach by defacing the South Dakota Boards and Commission website, which provides a consolidated calendar for the state's administrative and professional boards. Also, uh, they breached security at Pennsylvania Provider Self-Service, which is a platform hosted by the Pennsylvania Department of Human Services. That, according to the program's manual, allows child care providers to manage their working relationship with the department and their clients. In a statement to the Daily Dot, a prominent member of the hacking group, You're a Non-Wolf, Furry Hackers, I did not have that on my 2023 bingo card, but okay. Uh, he said that Fort Worth was just one of several governments that it plans to target. So they are gearing up, getting ready to hack more states. You know, it's funny. Just the other day, I posted a tweet from a furry. Like, I screen-capped it. This furry is just not political at all whatsoever. He's only got one thing on his mind. It was a selfie of him at a gas station filling up his car, and the caption reads, None of the people at this fuel station know I'm about to go to a furry convention and get fucked by 14 werewolves. So that's what uh, one furry is up to. Other furries are taking radical political stands and hacking into government computers. But yeah, you know, getting fucked by 14 werewolves is pretty cool, too. Both are very fulfilling. Oh, he's going to get filled up real good. All right, uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, I love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I am all over social media. I am at distortedview on uh, Twitter, Instagram, threads, all the big ones. Also, don't forget the Discord. That's where all the freaks are hanging out. Uh, oh, and then tonight, I think at 7 p.m., a couple of the freaks uh, who do prank phone calls, uh, Great Big Pete, of course, and Vlad, they're going to be doing uh, prank phone calls, I think, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So you should all check out the Discord. Go hang out with those boys. And, of course, Lorna. She's a girl. Uh, <laughs> girl. All right. Uh, let's do a couple voicemails here. We've got some patrons checking you in. You do, Timmy Boo, Tony Prolap. Um, this is Planets on the Free Side. Um, it's a it's a sideshow testimonial. Okay. I'm going to say I've been listening for well over a decade at this point. Um and I just wanted to say that every Sideshow episode, I 
I, I just feel like you're talking to your buddies. We're experienced. We've been here a while. It's entirely different from when you do a free show. I've been listening for a long That's interesting because I don't necessarily think a lot about that. I don't ever like set out at least um, consciously in my head saying, oh, well, I'm going to save this just for sideshow members or uh, I'm not going to talk about this on the sideshow. I want to talk about this on the free side because there are more people listening and I think this is funny and more people should hear it. And I don't really think like that. I try. Well, you know, you know me. I just try to make all shows excellent. We've been here a while. But yeah, I guess kind of. If I know where I'm doing a sideshow exclusive episode, I don't. I don't really have to explain things quite as much because I always have to be conscious. You know, on the free side, there's always new listeners popping up. Popping up. Sideshow freaks kind of know what DV's all about and, and know some of the lore. Been here a while, right? It's see entirely what different from when you do a free show. I've been listening hmm. for a long time, over a decade. I've said that. But it's entirely different when you do a sideshow. It is worth the money. It's just, it's crazy how different it is from the free side to the sideshow. Just the way you talk and interact with us, your buddies, you know? We pay you to be an asshole. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. We pay you to find this awful shit. And it's just 10 out of 10. Absolutely love it. Keep up the great work. You're almost up to 20 fucking years and like, I don't know what I would do without it because this is a podcast uh, I consistently listen to. I, thank I'll you. take a break. But it's not a like a big break. It's a break. Like oh, okay, I'll it's a mental break. Cram it all into one fucking day on a Friday. Uh, or if I I'm see. Yeah, a yeah. Shitty day. I'll just cram it all in. So I never stop. I just take a break. Right. Understandable. Look, sometimes I'm afraid like I'm piling it on too much. I mean, there are very few podcasts that do this daily. And the uh, the initial uh, pitch, the initial idea that I that I had was that this was going to be a daily show, but it was going to be real short, you know, just in and out, <laughs> you know, five, ten minutes. That way it's not too overwhelming. Well, you know, after all these years, I just keep f- making things longer and longer. And now we're approaching like, you know, 50 minutes, an hour every episode. If at any time you freaks uh, decide that this show is too long, just tell me I would be happy to cut it down. If you guys say, oh, Tim, 25 minutes is the sweet spot, the next day, I guarantee you it would be a 25-minute show. Unfortunately, I've just, uh, now I've set expectations for, like, you know, a 50-minute show. Hey, Tim, it's Rice Butter. Thank you, by the way, for the very nice comment. Hey, Tim, it's Rice Butter. Um, haven't called back in a while, but I'll hey. let you know that I was a DoorDash employee. Oh. Uh, so I was asked to do DoorDash on my motorcycle. And I have two stupid-ass stories I want to tell. The first one <laughs> is some lady wanted to buy fucking sushi oh. 30 minutes down south. So Ooh. they a 30-minute drive from the fucking sushi restaurant all the way up to their house. And I'm, while I'm riding my goddamn motorcycle at fucking 90-degree weather, by the time I got there, that sushi looked like a fucking square. <laughs> it looked like I spoiled all over. Who the fuck buys sushi? Yeah, that was her fault. From DoorDash. What a dumb idea. Rest in peace. She's dead now. And the second one is fucking riding my motorcycle in the middle of the night. Fucking, you know, driving through the goddamn ghetto. Uh I'm afraid I'm going to get shot over fucking two boxes of goddamn shitty ass pizza. And um, at the end of the day, you know, I I did about eight hours of DoorDash and it came out. I weighed like $10 an hour before like my expenses. (gasps) Oh, really? Never going to do it again. And, All uh, right, so DoorDash isn't worth it. I wonder what the best-paying uh, gig economy-type 
gig is. You know, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, all those places. I wonder which one pays the best. Timmy Boo, Point Toilet. Ignore my first message. It was bullshit. Um, kind of linguist of the, the, the quote-unquote funny rap names you read yesterday. It's actually a fantastic fucking rap group, and you should be ashamed uh, for not knowing about them, and you should get some culture in your white-ass life. Yeah. Um, no, that's okay. I'm good. Number two, uh, I think it's really funny that this whole debate about Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg has been going on. Um, I mean, granted, I would have liked to see the cage fight, but like this whole, like, yeah, stick it to Elon Zuckerberg, it's really funny because they're they're literally these are literally the one percent of the one percent. Yeah, like who the, the fuck care, cares happens to either of them? The best outcome we can have is them blowing up in a spaceship like the Sex Passy Tuesday. <laughs> they're literally ruining the planet actively. I have I was actually happy that Elon Musk bought Twitter because he's killing it. I love that because yeah. it's been a net negative for the human race. So. Uh, yeah, no, I, I will so not. So we don't need more Twitters. We just need to uh, let Elon uh, implode the, the the Twitter we have. Zuckerberg or Elon. Uh, you could take dates to throw them all in a fucking blender. And, you know, maybe we could start fixing things up around here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking a side on that shit. Yeah, one more reason to sign up for the Sideshow. Uh, this week, we did a brand new Sextastic Tuesday involving Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. A large portion of the story is uh, those two just trying to negotiate terms, terms of the fucking. I think it ends up that uh, they, they do it in space uh, on one of Elon's rockets. One of them is wearing a MetaQuest uh, VR headset. They're streaming on Instagram. Oh, on the VR headset, there's a Joe Rogan episode where Joe Rogan's interviewing Jordan Peterson about trans sports or something. Like, it's a whole thing. It's insane. Sign up for the Sideshow so you can uh, listen to that get off to Zuck and Musk. That's all the time we have on this edition of the program, though. Want you guys to email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-660. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. And I will not stop until the White House is blown up. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I'll be back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, bye, everybody! This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.